Hello, welcome back guys to Boda Podcast, Worldviews and Albanian Culture. On today's episode, we have a very unique episode. It was a live episode that we had on Instagram and I talked to Christina Nicolai. She is an empowerment coach, breathwork healer, and by her words, an Albanian hippie. But she helps people to really get into understanding themselves um, and heal their anxieties and ways that they can live a more empowered and peaceful life. We get into her journey of how she got into this breathwork coaching and how she overcame some of her anxieties and took control of some of the things in her life and really pushed forward to follow her path and do the things that she really enjoys. Let's listen and get into the episode of our live. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And also follow us on Bota Podcast on Instagram and share. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome. I'm going to get started here in a little bit. Um, just want to say welcome to Bota Live. Uh, I'm excited to get into this. I'm going to... Nice to see you guys. Face... Well, nice. <laughs> it's good to uh, show my face here because I'm usually behind um, just doing mainly audio. So this is definitely something new and I'm excited to kind of get in. I'm going to let a little few people come in and see and we can get started hello what's hello. up love the music intro <laughs> thank you <laughs> i was like i need to start doing that like with my lives yeah i was like i saw that somewhere from somebody that i seen once i was like oh that's so cool because it's like that awkward silence and yeah, like, yeah i agree i, I agree know. it feels weird to be on the other side right now usually i'm interviewing everybody else but it's true when you're like on the other side you're like well i don't i don't know like <laughs> yeah I've, I've been interviewed but never live so this is new for me so thank mm -hmm. you for asking me yeah thanks for joining me today so just want to get into kind of like who you are so you guys you know whoever's on our live right now thanks for joining us right now to get into it so today i have christina she is a breathwork coach um, she promotes mindfulness and a holistic life approach to a lot of different things um, i've been following you for a little bit of time i feel like you do a lot of different things because i know like you do like the jujitsu right that's what mm -hmm. it is and like i always see you out in like different locations and different retreats and stuff which i think is super cool which i would like to get into and you also have your own podcast called um, the Self Healers Society podcast, which I think is super interesting as well. Um, so we can get right into it. So tell us a little bit more about you. So, I mean, I'm from Detroit. I was born and raised in Detroit, but um, I moved to New York for like six years. What made you want to get into this holistic life and the being a breathwork coach and you know, a little bit of your background in that way. And like, kind of like where you're from, like originally, like ethnically, like, you know, in Albania or. 
Montenegro, actually. Montenegro. I grew up in Detroit and then I moved to New York. And then when I was in New York, I ended up in a relationship. It's a lot of stories start off like this. <laughs> it was a toxic relationship and it brought out a lot of a lot of unhealed stuff that was like pushed down for so many years and that's what relationships do i think because mm -hmm. that person is like a mirror to you right that, that person is showing you parts of yourself mm -hmm. or triggering parts of yourself that are not going to get triggered or shown when you're single yeah so a lot of stuff was coming up shame guilt just all this stuff from childhood that i had never faced because i didn't know to face it right we weren't taught how mm -hmm. to deal with our emotions how to heal how to mm -hmm. grow how to even just process what was going on or even understand ourselves so a lot of this stuff was happening i was getting triggered and then all of a sudden i was hit with debilitating anxiety and depression so my anxiety got so bad to the point where like i couldn't even do normal life things like go on the train and mm -hmm. I have, i'm not afraid of the train but i just felt fear of everything fear mm -hmm. of of just like i would wake up and i'm like oh, another day another day feeling like this i would be at work and i'd be like crying in the bathroom because i didn't know what was happening to me i didn't know how to deal with what was coming up yeah so if you really how, push how old were you at this point like this this was about three and a half years ago almost four years ago so in 2017 summer 2017 my healing accelerated like so so quick so once once i started you know dealing with the anxiety i was like one voice was saying this is going to be your life and that's what was leading me to depression because I thought that was going to be my life. Mm. And then at the other side, there was a voice saying, no, like this is not happening. This is not going to be your life. This mm. is not going to be your life. So I became just like, I put my healing as my number one priority, number one priority. I started watching all these different videos of people who had healed anxiety, people who had healed like crazy things that they've been through in their lives i started instead of you know sitting with my negative thoughts and my fears and putting myself down all the time being stuck in my mind i just immersed myself in all positive messages mm -hmm. i immersed myself in hope i immersed myself in all these different people who were teaching me that there was more to life because in some ways a lot of us a lot of Albanians were not taught that, you know, you can heal, you can grow, you can overcome anything, you can become whatever you want to become in life. We didn't get those messages yeah. growing up, not, yeah. I mean, most yeah. of us. So I started just surrounding myself by that, by those messages. I was reprogramming my mind, essentially, because my mind was programmed to be negative. My mind was programmed to look at the worst case scenario my mind was programmed to put myself down constantly mm. and to be scared mm -hmm. and my body my body too my body was wired too because yeah. anxiety is not just in the mind it's in the body so 
surrounding myself with all those things, reading all the books, listening to all the podcasts nonstop. I was working in an office back then. So I would listen from the moment I got there, I'd be listening to a podcast giving me hope yeah. until I left. I would be doing work and just listening, not talking to anyone, just like listening. Okay, listen to this story. Wow, this is so inspiring. This is so great. This is so great. And that's only the beginning, right? You can listen to all the podcasts. You can read all, mm -hmm. all yeah. things on Google, but then you got to put stuff into action. Yeah. That's the hard part, right? <laughs> it is. It is. It's the hardest <laughs> part. But once you get past that fear or whatever's holding you back, that's when the true change starts. Mm. So I started all the things that they were saying, like Tony Robbins, whoever I was following, I started writing like, okay, why do I do this? Why do I think like this? Did I get this from my dad? Did I get this mm. from my mom? Why do I? So I just started analyzing myself. Where did this all come from? Because that's just how my brain works. I like to know why, why, why? What's the root? What's the root? Yeah. So I just kept analyzing my behavior. And just analyzing is not enough to change it, but it is like that's what opens the door. So this mm. is what mindfulness is. Mm -hmm. Mindfulness is being present with your emotions, being present with your thoughts, being present with your behaviors, and being able to call yourself out on them. Right? Yeah. I feel like when you do that, sometimes you almost feel like, I don't want to use this word because it's not the right word, but I can't find the right word. Like you feel crazy because you're just constantly like talking to yourself in your head and analyzing yourself. Like, why did you do this? Like, what's going on? Like, how do you? Not I that feel you. I feel you. And it could be, like I said, the word isn't, that's not a right word for it, but like, just that analyzation you have with yourself. Yeah. It's... And that's, I didn't get stuck there. That's the thing. That's the important thing is the way that you analyze it is important. If you're analyzing it with a growth mindset, this is something that I keep doing. Now let's figure out how I can mm -hmm. change it and how I can move forward. Also looking at it with compassion. If yeah. you're constantly just judging yourself and be like, why are you doing this stupid stuff? Why do you keep running into the stupid situations over and over and over instead looking at it and being like, okay, I keep finding myself yelling at people. Like mm -hmm. I just keep snapping at people. Why mm -hmm. do I keep doing that? And then looking back and being like, okay, maybe because I have been suppressing emotions my whole life, maybe because I have no way of soothing myself. I don't know how to self soothe. Maybe I have a lot of anxiety and I don't know how to, to soothe myself or regulate it, right? So over time, you start to lash out at people. That's exploring yourself with more compassion and understanding like, this is where it came from. Yeah. And if you can't figure out where it came from, this is where me hiring like therapists, coaches, talking to friends that I really, really trust, that's where people can help you navigate your emotions. So that's mm -hmm. one thing. Also, journaling is another thing. I'm probably going to jump all over the place, but there's things <laughs> like I've tried it all. I'm telling you, I've tried so many things. Yeah. But I'm, I'm telling you the most important things are the things you do every day. With. I think as we live in such a world and a time, I mean, I'm, I'm talking from my experience, like everything is like, go, go, go. You can't sit down and stop. You're sitting down, you're working on something. 
like you can't just sit and do nothing or you feel like you're not accomplishing anything. So like you said, those simple things like just sitting down and writing your thoughts or maybe just sitting there and thinking, not doing anything. People, I find it's it's such a big thing. Like for me personally, I maybe like I'm slowly starting to learn myself as well. Like I've noticed in the past couple of years that I don't know how to stop. Mm. I don't know how to just do nothing and just be within me, like in my brain. Like I always have to have some visual like stimulation. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Like, well, everybody's case is different. So that's something that you really have to look into from probably your past. Or mm -hmm. if you, I, I like to, with my clients, always try to figure out what their relationship with their parents were and still are. But like your brain is getting really like effectively, like efficiently programmed in the first seven years of your life. You're getting programmed. Yeah. And that programming follows you well into your adulthood, right? Mm -hmm. That's so crazy. for instance, if someone says that you're not good enough or you're you're you keep trying to do something and then they're always putting it down and saying mm. that's not good enough that's not good enough later in life maybe you're going to want to keep trying to achieve so that you can prove your worthiness that's one thing but there's so many different reasons that that could happen or you have a lot of unprocessed trauma or emotions that you want to avoid feeling and mm. sometimes your subconscious does that without you even knowing, leading you to avoiding feeling distractions. We're always distracted yeah. nowadays. It's like you can't even be at a coffee shop and sit there for a second. People think you're a psychopath if you're not looking at your phone, you know, if you're not with someone or looking at your phone. Yeah, that's so true. Like you said, getting into your own self, like asking yourself those questions and, you know, reliving the past, I guess, in a way. Like, I know that one of the things that you had talked about at one point, I saw one of your videos, you were talking about shadow work. I don't know if you want to get into that because isn't shadow work, you know, going into your past and looking what you've kind of hidden or yeah. put away? Yeah, so shadows are essentially parts of yourself that you conceal or parts of yourself that you subconsciously conceal. For instance, like if you were younger and your parents said, don't cry, must cry, must cry, whatever it was, then you mm -hmm. thought it's bad to cry. So now you hide that part of yourself, that like sensitive part of yourself. If someone said, you're too sensitive, you're too sensitive, you're too sensitive, then you hide that part of yourself because you think that that part of yourself is ugly or that part mm -hmm. of yourself is wrong or bad. And so later in life, you end up being whatever ends up happening is usually like anger or, or resentment or whatever it turns into. But all that stuff becomes poison in your body, poison in your mind. That stuff leads to physical, mental, emotional pain. Mm. So by facing your shadows, shadows can also be parts of yourself that you're not proud of, parts of yourself that are like, jealous of others parts of yourself that judge others because you were you grew up being taught to judge others you watched mm -hmm. you know all the albanian ladies getting together talking shit you know talking about gossip right 
So then that kind of passes on to you and then you start doing it. That's shadow work too. It's being able to look at those parts of yourself that you're not proud of and not to shun them and not to hide them and not to say, this is ugly. I don't want to look at this. I don't want to feel this, but to look at it and be like, I understand where you're coming from. Mm. This is not you. This is how you've been trained to be and you can change this. Mm. Those are the parts that need love the most, not yeah. to be shunned and, and disgraced. Yeah. And that's scary to think because, you know, you're talking about looking at your own past and how you, your parents, you know, you interacted with your parents and how you were brought up. And now me as a mom, I have my own kid that I'm bringing up and sometimes I'm so scared I'm not doing the right thing or I'm causing her trauma or I'm causing her to have like issues or him like both my kids and that like gives me anxiety now at this point like how the heck do I balance all of that okay so my answer is going to be the same always take care of yourself first the best way to take care of your kids I'm not a mom but this is just what I've been learning about not just your your kids, but the people around you that you love, you take care of yourself, you you heal, you work on, on loving yourself, self-care, healing, whatever it is that you need to work on. When you're in a good space, don't you feel like you're, you're in your best to take care of others? Mm -hmm. If yeah. you're in a state of anxiety of like, I'm not doing well, I'm not doing well, you're not going to be well. Mm. And then your kids are going to emulate that or they're, yeah. they're going to see that, they're going to that's so that. true oh my god that's and so true they're gonna yeah. feel that energy energy there's energy we are energy we're giving off energy our emotions whatever it is is giving off energy mm. so if you take care of yourself all will be well damn <laughs> that's so true Whew, i gotta remind myself this too it's okay <laughs> like, this is why we have you know close friends and coaches and therapists and people who help us help remind us of these things because mm -hmm. it's easy to get caught up in your thoughts and in everyday life and this is something that you have to do in a daily you can't just be like oh i did this once i'm one and done and you're like forever healed it's a consistent thing you have to be very consistent with it mm -hmm. absolutely i I have not stopped healing in the past almost four years nonstop. And it's not like constantly, like every single day I do something heat like big and go see a therapist every day or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I'm always, if I fall, then I always get back up. I always remind myself, okay, what am I doing that is bringing me in the space of anxiety? What am I doing that's stressing me out? Like I always try to catch myself and a friend will help me catch myself or whatever mm -hmm. it is so who you surround yourself with yeah. really really matters too um Illyrian inc said it's a struggle when we albanians are raised to always put others first yeah oh yeah seriously it's i mean we grew up seeing our moms like cook for everybody and we all sit and eat i mean a lot of us helped our moms too but <laughs> When everybody's done eating, then they finally sit down after cleaning, cooking, doing everything. Then they're like eating really fast. And I'm like, just sit, enjoy yourself. Yeah. But they, they 
they didn't do that, but we don't have to follow that. We can honor their strength mm. because Albanian moms are badasses. Yeah. But we don't have to, we don't have to do that. We don't but have like, to. But like, how can we do it in a balanced way? Like, I still want to feel like I want to kind of still emulate my mom in a way, but I feel like I can't almost because of everything that goes in my life. Like I was thinking the other day, I'm like, how the hell does she keep the whole entire house spotless and clean and did everything? And I like, <laughs> like, I can't, but I still want to do that. Like, I still want to get to that level, which is, I don't know, it's a maybe because you want that that praise or something i don't know maybe that's what's happening but um it's yeah. just interesting to think of how what how we were raised and how our experiences in the past have really shaped the way we are like now and like yeah. if we want to accept it or do we want to improve on it or kind of stay the you same know, i'm really realizing that our own expectations are what cause us stress so if you're setting these expectations on yourself to have a perfect house and to be the perfect mom, then you're going to stress out. That's without a doubt, but it's not your fault that you have these expectations. Mm -hmm. yeah. So someone said high expectations on both men. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something good to acknowledge is that Albanian men have, had crazy expectations on them too just in different ways in different ways yeah but now we have the resources that our parents didn't have we have the hope we have examples we have everything we need to heal and to grow and to not continue those cycles that are unhealthy for our mental mm -hmm. health and our physical health our emotional health yeah we have it all we just have to make it a priority invest in ourselves do what is best for us to heal and to get help if you need help hmm. you know yeah there's definitely a stigma i think especially in our community to say like we have an issue or there's like something that we're struggling with and to say it out loud um yeah. it's like a taboo almost like what do you mean there's something like what do you mean you have a problem yeah, um, so. I know. That's like when I first um, talked about my anxiety on in on uh, Instagram, mm -hmm. I was so scared. I was terrified. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, people people are gonna like talk shit about me, or people are gonna be pity me, or whatever it was. Yeah. And I didn't want any of that. But at the end of the day, I put the impact it would have on others above what other people thought of me. Mm. Yeah, because then somebody who's who can't express it maybe can see it and feel like they're not alone. Because yeah. that's a big thing. Because sometimes you feel alone, like no one understands or no one has that feeling. But when you see it and someone's you know expressing their story or their themselves, it's it's a makes a big impact. Mm -hmm. And once I started getting messages from people, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one, and like this is actually like giving people hope or like making people feel like they're not alone of course if you're a mom and you're doing all these things and but an hour a week you can make an hour a week an you hour five <laughs> minutes a day yeah some don't even give themselves an hour a week hmm. that's minimum that's way minimum 
Yeah. But five minutes in the morning to wake up and to have time for breathing, to journal, to have your yeah. tea in the morning, whatever it is, those make big differences in your life. Yes, that is so true. And I, I agree with that 100%. But like, then we go back into kind of like the whole time and actually having that discipline to actually do it. But like, I know you're telling me I need to do this. And I know I need to do this. But like, I still don't do it. So like, it's like this constant like battle, of like, okay, well, yeah, breathing and you know, journaling. That's great. That's awesome. Like, it will help me. I'll do it once or twice. And then you just forget about it. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, well, things come up, this is happening, I don't have time, this and this. Like, we always are making excuses for ourselves, mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah. Like, how can we combat that? Like, making, <laughs> yeah, someone said guilty. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I know, I used to be the same way, trust me. For me, personally, it was rock bottom. And being like, I don't want this to be my life. So I had to try everything. And in my healing journey, I really started to understand my worth because I lost it in that relationship that I was mm -hmm. in. And then after I started to realize my worth, I started to realize that the things I was doing every single day were either bringing me lower or bringing me higher. So every day, if I was waking up and saying, Oh, I have so much to do. I have no time da, da, da. whatever I was telling myself was becoming the story of my life. Mm. So as I started to change that narrative, change the little things I was doing every day, like people don't have to do crazy things. You can start. I think it looks daunting too. It's like, Oh my God, I have to do all these things. I don't know where mm -hmm. to start. Da, 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 right. Yeah. Yep. If you start with one thing, just one, five minutes a day of doing breath work or just wake up, have the journal next to your bed and journal. Just let the stuff out of your head and put it on paper, mm -hmm. right? Another thing is accountability. It's one of the biggest things that's helped me on my journey is accountability. It's having coaches, having therapists, having people to check in with every week to be like, how is this week? Did you get this done? Um, how was your breathing all week or how was your journaling all week? Then I felt like, okay, I have someone to report to kind yeah. of thing. And I have someone to help me see the patterns I'm in. So if you interrupt your, your normal autopilot life, which is just going with the motions, right? Yeah. If you interrupt that with having a check-in every week with a coach or a therapist or whatever, then it kind of stops you in your tracks it interrupts the pattern and then you start to change it mm. right yeah that's so true because we can talk ourselves out of anything like i can like mm -hmm. i can talk myself out of anything in this world if i don't want to do it i'm gonna tell myself no that is not you're not gonna do this today you know so that's so true having somebody that's trying to be is there for you to motivate you to keep you up on track like hey you know did you do your breathing did you do this mm -hmm. so that now you're thinking like oh shoot like this person is you know there like i'm relying on this person they're relying on me to kind of be there as well to be present so that's such a big thing to 
to have, but I feel like people are always hesitant to find a, somebody or to work with somebody, I guess. Yeah. Whether it's like, oh, it's like too expensive or mm. I don't have time to sit down with somebody. But then in the long run, you know, it's worth it, right? One thousand. <laughs> so when I lived in New York, I had like no time. I thought I had no time. I would say I have no time. I have no time. I was working, building a business. I was whatever I was doing. I do a million things at, at a time. I always take on a lot of things, a lot of projects. So eventually I was like, okay, if I want my life to change, I need to do something I've never done before. Okay. Hired a therapist. Didn't like that one. Hired another one. Didn't like that one. Hired another one. Didn't like that one. I didn't give up on myself. Mm. Then I found one that I loved. She was so amazing. And she helped me so much. So just taking that leap, it's, it's your, what you were saying about the mind, the mind can play tricks on you. Mm -hmm. The mind will keep you from not just the mind, trauma in the body, whatever you have in the body that's stuck in there will prevent you from, from taking the leap. But if you just kind of surpass that initial fear and then take one step, just one, then it will make, it will make you strides. Like it will take you to the next level because me, me going to that one therapist or me watching one video a day of Tony Robbins or whoever was freaking putting better things in my <laughs> mind, like hope in my mind led mm -hmm. me to then taking the next step. Okay. Now I'm going to yeah. go hire a therapist. Now I'm going to go hire this coach. The first coach I ever hired, I never even talked about this out loud, at least not on my social media. <laughs> the first coach that I hired, I was like, not in a good place um, with money, in a really bad mm. place with money. And I was just in a low place in general. And this guy just messaged me, whatever, some coach. And there's something about the way he said something to me, whatever he is giving me hope. And I was like searching for something, some kind of lifeline at that point. And he was like 1500. And I was like, uh, I don't know. And I was yeah. like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Yeah. Put it on my credit card. Mm -hmm. I put it on my credit card and was living in a friend's like storage room area yeah. for two, three months, two to three months so that I could pay that off. And that whole time had two coaching calls a week, all this like accountability, these people with me in the same position, trying to better their lives. And after that, it just kickstarted my life. I started overcoming fears. I started doing things I was always terrified of doing. Me being on social media, me doing this, I was fucking terrified of, of speaking in front of anyone. And now I do it weekly. Yeah. I was oh terrified of, of starting a business. I was mm -hmm. terrified of all of these things. And now it just started like a, a ripple. Like it just was like a domino effect. Then I started mm -hmm. overcoming fears, all these different fears, fear after fear after fear. Like me joining jujitsu. I was, <laughs> no, I never played sports. You never? Are you, I would like, 
I'm just thinking in my head, like, this was natural to you. Like, everything was just, like, something you've always done. None of this was natural to me. I was shy. I was insecure. I did not love myself. I put myself down all the time. Anxious, like, a completely different person. When I look back at her, I'm like, who is that girl? It's, like, a completely different person. Now, after just starting these little things at first, then doing bigger things, getting help on the way. I, I did hypnotherapy. I did, I hired like energy healers. I tried, I can acupuncture. I tried, I don't even remember everything, Mm -hmm. but I've tried so many things because Mm -hmm. my healing was my number one priority because I knew if I was in a better place, then I could use everything that I'm learning to help other people. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a purpose in life. That gives you something to wake up for for yeah. every morning. Yeah. I don't have kids right now, so I don't have that to like, you know, get me up in the morning. But my purpose is like my clients, my you know, people who follow me on Instagram and and message me. Somebody made a really big comment. I think somebody said, "I think many Albanians suffer from narc." narcissistic abuse alcoholic parents and bully we grew up in those family systems with toxic energy we're a generation to change it and get healed yes absolutely yes (laughs) we are the chosen ones we are the ones we've been waiting for christina nicola yes seriously this we are like that in-between generation we're the ones that are coming (laughs) from a generation that had a lot of toxic traits Hmm. And then we're going to be the ones in the middle who change it, who change the whole trajectory of the next generations. Mm. Like think of our kids and, mm. and how now they have parents who are really thinking about their mental health and really thinking about their physical health and really thinking about, you know, how is this affecting my kids? Back then they didn't, they couldn't, they couldn't think like that. They were in survival mode, right? Yeah. If you think of Albanians, for for centuries have been like bullied by all these different countries and been through really really tough shit really Mm -hmm. tough shit so of course now they had to build that tough skin and then Mm -hmm. they had that tough skin they're like well i gotta build that toughness to my kids you know so it was like that ripple effect like it's always about being strong right that's like our whole thing like we we're strong people we need to be strong we can't let others see our sensitive side or see, you know, that we're feeling down or emotional. Because if we are, then they're going to take advantage of us. Like, that's how it mm, seems yep. like it was. Vulnerability was to them is like death, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But now, you know, we got to change that because vulnerability is not death. It's life. It's and I feel like there's a fine balance to like you, it's good to be strong and strong willed and to fight for something because you know, we need to do that as well. Mm-hmm. But still understand that if, you know, it's okay to show the vulnerability side as well, kind of having that, that balance. You yeah. Know, always, come back to that. always come back to that balance. You know, we are strong and I really, I really believe that and I'm really proud of that part of being Albanian. We have such strength. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. But vulnerability is also strength. Mm. It's very strong. Mm. Yeah. That is a big one. 
tell me like how you got into actual being like the breath coach, like a breath work coach. Is that like something you went to school for? Is that like something you train for? Yeah. So, okay. The first time I did breath work was like two years ago. And this was when I was still, you know, trying all these different things to heal. And so I went and at this time I was like, you know, I was on my healing journey. I was a lot better than I was in the beginning. And I just wanted to learn different modalities because I wanted to heal others. So I was like, what is my modality? Like, I know I'm here to help people. I've known this since I was a kid. So I went to this breathwork session and I was like, let's just see what this is about. And we all lay down and she started playing really loud music because you know, the vibration gets people to feel things. And you put on something over your eyes and then a blanket and you start doing this breath work. It's like a circular breath work with no pause in between and you just keep breathing through the mouth. And then you start feeling like energy moving through your body and you start feeling tingles all over your body. And she also did Reiki too, if you know what that is, like mm -hmm. energy healing. So I'm just like, you know, observing. And then I start hearing people, this is probably gonna scare people, but this stuff doesn't scare me. So I'm just gonna talk about it because it's reality. So this girl started like crying, like really releasing, really letting go of whatever she was holding onto inside her body. And she went by her and like, you know, did some energy healing and was there for her. And then I was like, no, I'm not crying. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And it just like spilled out. And I was like, oh why God. are you stopping yourself from crying? Just cry. So I just like felt whatever was coming out. And I was like, why am I crying? Why am I crying? And I just like let it happen, whatever. And she also had us like scream into a pillow and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, we really hold so much inside our bodies that we don't even know is still there. Hmm. And so it, I envisioned this in my mind of me helping like healing the women in my family. I didn't bring this, this thought up. It just came up. Mm. I envisioned myself being the healer, like me healing my family. And so after that, the seed was planted. I didn't do anything with it. I just like continued my life. Then a year later, pandemic happened. And that's when I was like, all right reality hit reality hit mm -hmm. for a lot of people you know yeah. during that yeah. time you had to face a lot of things mm -hmm. understand what you really wanted out of life a lot of stuff happened yeah so in that moment i was like reading a book on breath work and i was like this is what i'm gonna do this is what i'm gonna do so i did this like breath work challenge like a free breath work challenge it was a bunch of albanian women mostly albanian women and the response was like amazing and i was like oh my god this is really powerful cool then I did a session on a friend, just like on a whim. And the response was like really crazy. I was just like, wait, wait, that was your reaction? Like, did that really happen? Like you really released all of that? Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I felt like I had superpowers, but it wasn't me. I'm just the facilitator. Mm. So then after that, I was like, okay, I'm going with this. This is my thing. So I started doing breath work on family members, on friends, and they're all having these crazy reactions. Like, this is amazing. Are you kidding me? I feel so much lighter. All this stuff was, I was like, like, I didn't expect that. Like I was really skeptical and I'm coming out like mm -hmm. feeling 
amazing. So yeah. what does a session in, like include? Like, what does it look like? So I start the session always talking to you just to see how you're feeling, what you're essentially like dealing with at the moment or whatever mm -hmm. you feel like you need to express. And then you lie down, you get into the position and then I teach you, well, at first I tell you everything to expect, but you never know what you're going to get in breath work. You never know if you're going to cry. There's times where I've cried from start to finish. There's times where I felt joy. There's times where I've cried and then felt a complete bliss. There's times where I felt angry and there's times where I felt disappointed, whatever. And I just let whatever come up. Like I saw like memories from the past, certain memories, random memories pop up. And I'm like, what's that's so random. Like I haven't thought about that in years. Yeah. So she's right experience <laughs> no. It. no words will do it justice you just you have to experience it is but, it like a certain time frame that like you go through like or it could be last however long the last or is it like it's an hour it's about an hour the the full <laughs> like on deeper breath work i won't go an hour but i'm always gauging what kind of where you are in your life if you're if you've never done breath work i'm not going to start you off with the intense stuff I want you to work your way up because a lot of people don't have even their breathing right. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Right. But then I'll lead you in the end into a meditation. And the end is a meditation. So you're just constantly doing these breath works, breathing and just breathing <laughs> pretty much. Exactly. And then the point is to not really be thinking of anything. It's just kind of letting go. Yeah, sometimes thoughts will come up, of course, but you always bring your attention back to the breath. The way that it's different from meditation is meditation, you are, there's all different types of meditation, but what you're doing is observing your thoughts, observing what's happening in the body, and you're slowly breathing, focusing on the breath. But this is a more activated breath. So this activates the sympathetic nervous system. This mm -hmm. is the stress response, but you counteract it with the parasympathetic, which is your calming relaxation response. Mm. So the issue with a lot of people is you're, you've dealt with stress your whole life and still are dealing with stress, but you don't have something to regulate it. You don't have uh, a way of calming it back down when you get stressed. So then you end up in this like, eternal feeling of constant stress and tension mm -hmm. and that's when people start breathing from the chest like and breathing from the mouth yeah. and breathing yeah. like when people tell you to deep breathe and you're breathing like this you're making yourself worse yeah it's like that so, shallow breath it's not a deep breath right no, you're not getting to the to the good part the goodies are at the bottom <laughs> of the lungs you know so if you're not breathing yeah a 30 second example of how to breathe. Okay, so belly breathing. I'll show you a little bit. So belly breathing is not just you if you put your arms to your your hands to your side where your ribs are and you take a breath in always through the nose, you want your your hands to go out like this even in the back you want to feel it in the back too because most of your lungs are in the back so oh. you want to feel yourself going all the way around like 
inflating like a balloon and then deflating inflating like a balloon and then deflating that is proper do you, do you exhale out of your mouth or everything is through the nose if i highly recommend always breathing through the nose if you can help it always yeah. breathing through the nose unless you're talking eating yawning breathe through the nose i even i sleep with mouth tape that's, that's how crazy. I, I want to optimize <laughs> my health and our breath is everything our breath that's is so everything bad. so you breathe 22,000 breaths a day. If those are wrong, you're doing a lot of damage to your body, right? Hmm. And a lot of people who have the snoring issues, then they sleep, they, they, their mouth, you know, is open when they snore. Mm -hmm. And that causes yeah. so much issues. Where mm -hmm. you're like, your oxygen and deprives you of actual mm -hmm. efficient sleep. Yes. Oh my God. I know that you were doing a few like retreats that you went to, like, how do you come to doing these retreats? Like, where do you find them? And like, what is your experience with them? Um, which retreats are you? I don't know. You had went to um, somewhere recently and mm -hmm. it was, yes, that one. was that a retreat? Maybe it wasn't. I no, know. a lot of people it thought was. that. A lot of people thought that it was not a retreat. It, okay. was, me, it was me overcoming another fear. Okay. So I, when the pandemic happened, I also realized like, why am I still in New York? Why am I still in New York? Why am I still in New York when I've wanted to leave for a long time and I've wanted to move to a different country? So mm -hmm. I decided, okay, Bali's closed. So I'm going to do Tulum. Plus I want to learn Spanish. <laughs> so I just like came, moved to Michigan to be with my family during the pandemic in the summer. And one day I was like talking to my friend and I was like, should I do it? Should I go to Mexico? Should I do it? She's like, just do it. Just do it. And I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna do it. So I just booked an Airbnb for a month. And I was like, I'm gonna see how I feel. Maybe I'll stay four months, five months, who knows, maybe I won't. We'll see yeah. how I feel. Yeah, I booked the month. I'd never lived on my own. I've never lived in a different country. So I was like, well, I'm gonna put myself in discomfort so that I can grow because I know anything that I do that's uncomfortable. I grow every mm -hmm. single time more and more and more and more. So I did it and I went to Tulum and I was feeling so much anxiety beforehand, like so much. Cause I was like, people were getting in my head, like you're moving to Mexico. Why are you going to Mexico? Why Mexico? Mexico yeah. so dangerous. And so whatever I went and I felt the anxiety. I like, as soon as I closed the, the apartment door that I walked in, I was like, Oh my God, now what, now what do I do? Yeah. And so then the next day, seven in the morning, I had booked something like it was like an event mindset Tulum, it was called. And that next day I went, but that day, those two days, I was like watching all these amazing speakers talking about everything you can, you can accomplish in life. And I was like, dude, like there's so much more that we can accomplish in life. If that's what you want, mm -hmm. right? If you're content with where you are, beautiful. I'd always had this pull to like, go, go, go and, and, and try different things and just like create this crazy life. But there's one up there talking about, she's like, and I made like $8 million this year and it's not all about money, but 
She's like, but now I'm going to make two, 20 million. And I know that I'm going to do that. And I was like, that belief in yourself, it's amazing. Like you've mm-hmm. created that on your own. So mm-hmm. it just gives you yeah. hope. Once you did that retreat, like what was it that you wanted to do? Like what was your push to do? After that retreat, it brought up a lot of shadow sides. Tulum brought a lot of shadow sides for me. Like it brought up a lot of stuff that I needed to heal. It was like me not feeling good enough, being around all those people that were like crazy successful and da 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 da. But this was my perception from my subconscious mind, you know? I hired two coaches at the time and one of them was amazing and she just helped me see so much and work through so much that I didn't have to work through on my own. Yeah. It was it was amazing. But then just going through Tulum and doing all this different healing. I saw all these different healers. I went to different breath work. I you know, did breath work on the beach. I did all this crazy stuff. It just showed me that so much is possible. And it brought up layers, more and more layers that needed to be healed. So instead of me saying, all this stuff is coming up because I'm not good enough. It's true. I'm not good enough. I looked at it as like, what is this trying to tell me? And how can I move forward from this? How can I heal this and move forward from this so Mm -hmm. I can grow so I can heal? Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And I saw different healers and they taught me such different things that I wouldn't have seen on my own. At that time, did you decide like, okay, I'm not going to live here anymore. I'm not living in Mexico. Or you are. (laughs) So I did um, a hypnosis breathwork thing and I was deep in it. And then she said something was like, what is really important to you in life? Family, family, instantly first thing. Cause I always had this thought, I want to live all over the place. I want to like constantly travel, be this like nomad. And then when that stuff was coming up and that wasn't the only one and all these different healing things, it was coming up like family, 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 you need to go home, heal the family or heal yourself so you can heal the family or whatever. So I was like, okay, family. Second to last day I was there, I went to this womb healing because a lot of women hold a lot of pain in their womb. They hold a lot of unhealed emotions in their womb. So I did this womb healing thing. This is going to be really personal too, but whatever. She was like, we sat around this fire and like, she said something, I was holding something, some kind of plant, I don't even know. And she was like, forgive, forgive the men that have not treated you well, or like the, the men who didn't know better or whatever. And I started forgiving everyone, all the men in my family, like all of them. I started forgiving Albanian men. I started just like going really deep into generational healing Albanians. Wow. And... I was like the only one crying. I was like bawling my eyes out. And these girls were like coming to help me or whatever. Oh my gosh. And I just felt like I released a lot of stuff during that. Then after that, I felt like, wow, okay. I released. And then I walked onto the beach and we were going to go to this like ecstatic dance thing, but the universe had different plans. So I went to the beach and I look up in the sky and it was like, you saw almost every star in the sky. It was like the most beautiful thing ever. Like you hear the ocean and then you see the sky and it was like beautiful stars. And I was just like, wow. After that healing and then doing that and seeing that, I was like, life is so much bigger than these little, these expectations we put on ourselves and what other people think of us and 
all these things that we just stress ourselves out about. And I still do it. I still do it. But like that reminder was just like, wow, life is yeah. so much bigger. So true. Oh and I recorded something. That's I don't know if I'll ever share it, but I recorded something like my thoughts about Albanians and generational healing and stuff. Oh. Maybe one day I'll share it. But in that moment, I felt like I had to record how I was feeling and what I was seeing. And it was just like a big realization. And there's this woman, random woman, like singing like a beautiful song. I was like, is this real life? Like, what's this? <laughs> it's like a movie. Yeah. Right? That's so, that's, that's powerful though, that you can go through that and experience that. And, you know, when you see yourself in that big world, like you said, you look at the sky and you're just like, look at what's out there. Like, we're just like this little thing in this crazy wild universe. Yeah. That there's something bigger that we're all doing and contributing to the world than what we think and what we see on social mm -hmm. media. And it's just so much bigger. Yeah. But this has been really powerful. It's really opened my eyes. I mean, I've always been like DMing you about like random things, yeah. and <laughs> asking you all these questions, like, what should I do about this? And why do I feel like this? Here's um, the thing that I want everyone to understand is like, if you do go to a healer or you know a therapist or whatever it is at the end of the day like you are the one who has all of the answers you are the mm. one they just help guide you to your truth they just help guide you to the answers you know like when i do my coaching my goal is not to tell them what to do it's to help them get to know themselves yeah. so that they can access their truth themselves mm. That's a, that's powerful. It's like, you're putting the power back into them, that's, which is the most you can ever give anybody that's to have them be in control of what, what they want for their life. But I do want to say one last thing that I created a group coaching program. If anybody's interested and has any questions and they're looking for support, they're looking for a group to feel like they're not alone and you need some healing or you need to get on this healing journey, then get at me i'll answer yeah. any questions you have awesome thanks so much guys for joining us on our live um this is such a great conversation with you christina thanks Thank for you. sharing your story sharing those intimate moments um, that you experienced i think it opened up a lot of feelings in ourselves too to see your journey and kind of help with their own healing process. So we can find you on at Holistic Chris um, Instagram, and then you have your website and how they can connect with you if they want to work with you and all that. So yeah, check her out guys. Bye you guys. Thank you so much for having me. This was really nice. Thank you everybody. Bye. <laughs>